0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hello guys hope you're doing well hope you had a great weekend although chelsea did not win the men's team that is i was actually at Wembley on sunday afternoon to see the best chelsea team chelsea women lift the fa cup once again Last season, they beat Man City at Wembley. This season, they beat Man United. It was great to be at Wembley and actually have an enjoyable experience because people who know me, I'm not the biggest fan of going to Wembley, particularly after two cup final defeats to Liverpool and kind of just the mood around those games and not the best journey. But actually yesterday, the sun was out. It felt like finally the weather was turning a little bit in the UK. And Sam Kerr, I mean, basically almost like Didier Drogba-esque, you know, has this incredible ability to score big goals in finals. And uh, it was lovely to be there. Loved to see a a trophy lift. Emma Hayes, genius, you know, amazing coach. And I felt that team, although they weren't the best, it's quite ironic that her historic day, really, you know, it it wasn't the first sort of women's FA Cup final played at Wembley. But it's quite ironic that when Chelsea, of course, beat Man United 1-0 back in 2007, a game I was luckily at, um that was quite an historic day for Wembley for Chelsea for, at the new Wembley and this was the biggest attendance in a women's FA Cup final and the fact that Chelsea beat Man United 1-0 there was some um a little bit of parallels there but hopefully this week will bring with it quite an exciting announcement For the men's side of things and that is Maurizio Pochettino. We've been speaking a lot about him over the past week and how close it's got and then we had kind of the news on Saturday night which I reacted to yesterday regarding the deal being agreed and now we have a lot more information in terms of transfer plans in terms of the players Pochettino apparently wants to keep some of the stuff in terms of the players that could be let go, uh, particularly one who played on Saturday. And then also kind of the methods behind Maurizio Pochettino. We always get these pieces around kind of the weird quirks of, of certain coaches and what they could potentially bring. I remember when Tuchel became Chelsea head coach, sort of using tiny footballs that we saw at Cobham. So there are always these kind of you know pieces that we get, but I do think they are interesting. And I have been referencing this book a lot um the, the the book from gillen Balagay that i finished actually today which is a, a wonderful book and i definitely suggest just go and read it because it gives you so much detail in terms of pochettino the coach the person how he interacts with players um, and it's just great insight so definitely just go and pick that up but before we get into any of that good stuff if you are new around here hit that subscribe button make sure the notifications are turned on so you don't miss any of the uploads and content surrounding the appointment of Maurizio Pochettino as Chelsea's new head coach and also the remaining games of the season. We still have remaining games of the season. And if you are listening on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. So we're going to start off with transfer plan stuff. Uh, Pochettino, just on kind of the latest updates we have, is expected to fly into London from Barcelona on Tuesday before signing his three-year contract. So in terms of when the announcement, I mean, it could come as early as tomorrow, could be Wednesday. I suspect Wednesday, Thursday time is when we'll get that announcement because I'm sure Chelsea will want to do a bit of media around it. I'm sure even though the the first presser, I assume, of Pochettino, I mean, with new managers, it's it's sometimes a little bit weird. I remember when Conte was announced kind of in April, and we didn't get his first presser until July. But you got to factor in that Conte, of course, was still the Italian national manager and was going to the Euro. So we may get a Pochettino presser before then. It kind of feels more natural that it would happen pre-season time but we will see on that so I'm sure there's a lot of media and stuff to be done Uh, but let's get into this piece from Nazar Kinsella and it refers transfer plans Maurizio Pochettino and Chelsea agree their transfer plan amid Mason Mount contract demand Pochettino apparently wants to sign a striker and a goalkeeper this summer in line with Chelsea's existing transfer plans that's handy, and we'll start work straight away on reducing the size of the squad and deciding which players he wants to sell on top of that, he will ask Chelsea to restart contract talks with Mason Mount, who is a target for Liverpool. The midfielder is out of contract at the end of next season and is not close to agreeing an extension after talks with Bowley showed no sign of a breakthrough. If Mount does not agree a new contract this summer, Chelsea are ready to sell the England international and have valued him at around £70 million. Chelsea also need to make a decision over the futures of Ingolo Kante, whose contract expires at the end of this season, and a host of other players in the squad. The club is also under pressure to offload players before June the 30th, so the sales can be included in their financial accounts for 22-23. And deciding who Pochettino wants to sell will be a priority in talks with co-sporting directors Paul Winstanley Stanley and Lawrence Stewart. One of those players who could be sold is Edouard Mendy, who did not have a good day in goal when he got back into the team under frank lampard on saturday uh, this is from the athletic simon johnson reporting that sources at the club who are speaking anonymously to the athletic to protect relationships believe one of the reasons for the change um, in agents basically that mendy has had recently is due to his disappointment in not getting a deal he feels he deserved in the first place if you remember back to last summer the negotiations that took place however these sources also indicate that mendy is now aware he is no longer wanted at the club and desires someone else to help look, help him look for a new club. So, Edouard Many seems to be one of those names who could be on the way out. Um, I made a video if you haven't gone, gone to check it out. Was a podcast as well. I spoke about I think it was like five or six players who I personally feel Chelsea should be selling this summer. Now, I think some of those are quite obvious. Some of those may be, in my opinion, are a little bit more controversial. Uh, Kovacic's name has come up once again. Seems to be one of those names. I heard from Sky earlier, they believe that up to nine players could leave. You're factoring in a lot of things there. Are we talking about players who have been out on loan? Some quite obvious ones, some out of contract. A lot can go in there. I think that in terms of, I'm looking at the squad as it currently is, and players who, for instance, played on Saturday, it's quite clear what players need to be shipped out and it's good to me that this is, it may just be nice press briefing right now, but I mean, this is for me defining in how Pochettino's time at Chelsea is going to go and I know that sounds very dramatic before the guys even signed the contract, but I really do think if we do not trim this squad, he's got real issues. Any coach has got real issues trying to mold the squad in, in his image, which we've seen Graham Potter and Frank Lampard struggle with. And on top of that, I think the big issue, you know, moving into a season without European football to speak of, means you have less games to use these players. So if you have more players, there's going to be more players disappointed as there has been this season when Chelsea have had, you know, a a bulkier fixture list as they have in recent seasons. So in terms of who do you think will be let go? Who do you think is going to stay? Let me know your thoughts. I think Mason Mount staying. I, I did feel that pochettino could be defining and keeping mason mount i I really do in terms of a coach who would maybe sort of look at it and go this is a coach who could give me a role that i want to stay at chelsea because i I do think as much as it is about maybe the financial side obviously for a player coming into his prime years i also think just development wise it's key for mount and if pochettino can show mount that his you know the 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 right decision for him is to stay at Chelsea. He's not gonna be used as kind of just a, a spare part or a player that's gonna be used to cover up other players' deficiencies. It's all about buying into Pochettino's methods and quite clearly other than his technical ability, which Mount is a very good player, we know off the ball how key Mount can be too. So hopefully that will be a defining part in Mason Mount being convinced to stay at Chelsea, and hopefully Chelsea can get that over the line because that that's as big as any signing. That's as big to me as the players we have to let go, and that's as big as big to me as any players we could sign this summer. Really it is. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7-liter high-output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromised durability. Impressive power, whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks! This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear-seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding expectations, simplifying lives, and establishing legacies that last for generations. Leverage their exclusive network of experts to help achieve your personal and professional financial goals. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect to a wealth advisor today at corient.com. But let's go into one of these sort of methods piece uh, in terms of what Pochettino could bring. And a lot of this is referring to the book I've just read, Uh, Brave New World by Glenn Balagay. This is from Matt Law, Maurizio Pochettino's methods. Hot coals, lemons, breaking mental barriers and the Gacón test. Apparently, Poch likes to keep a tray of lemons in his office after an Argentine friend told him they absorb negative energy as he believes he has the ability to see an aura around people. For Pochettino, energy and the mind are everything, and his Chelsea players can expect to be judged on much more than the stats and spreadsheets when their new head coach arrives. Writing in his book, Brave New World, Poch said, I need data and tests, but what most influences my decisions is my ability to see if the right energy is flowing. I can foresee things that are going to happen and the associated consequences or which path each player is going to take. I can see it in their auras. He also refers to the fact that in prep for the 2019 Champions League final involved players following Pochettino over hot coals and snapping arrows against their throats. A lot of this stuff, you know, it it reads well and it creates nice headlines. I think in context, when you actually, as I say, if you were to read that book, if you read a lot about Pochettino, quotes like that make it sound like Pochettino is maybe you could say into some sort of um, outlandish stuff, some flamboyant stuff. Portugino, you know, he speaks a lot about tactics. He films basically everything, you know, in films in terms of the training sessions, in terms of obviously the the games and, and we're pointing that out to players. Um, so it's not the case that we're dealing with someone who's kind of behind the times in, in sort of the, I guess, the the video and, and sort of tactical analysis side of things. I, I, I don't think that's the way you'd frame Pochettino. But he is someone as well that there is an intangible side to this sport. And it isn't just about stats and it isn't just about spreadsheets and it isn't just about to some FIFA ratings. You know, there, there are things that You know, make big differences over the course of a season, and having the right characters, and that's as big of a part as you know. You could speak about all the talent Chelsea have acquired in recent years. I think getting the right characters has been a big problem, and having a coach who can identify those things and really bring a group together is gonna is gonna be huge. I think that one of the things that you know really stands out to you when you read about Pochettino and you read that book in his own words um, is that I think he's a very passionate guy. I think he's someone who can be a little bit forceful but maybe has also learned a lot in his career of, of balancing things out when understanding when to be a little bit more forceful when to sort of be a bit restrained i find it quite curious that he is someone who doesn't actually have post-match talks with his players in the dressing room he kind of just lets them be after the game uh which is quite rare it feels like you know that's kind of a stereotypical thing that we kind of associate with managers you know the either the hair dryer treatment or you know going in there and having a big team talk and it kind of shows you know kind of that distance that he wants to have with players you know that there is a quite clear tactical plan and and very set principles that he kind of sets as as non-negotiables But, you know, there also is a bit of freedom to him as well and he he wants to treat his players as adults. So, listening to the way people speak about him and listening to the, the players that have played under him, he can be a very emotional character. He can be someone who can really have a massive influence over players and particularly younger ones. And it's understandable why, I think, maybe his best work comes with younger players who can be molded, who can buy into his methods, maybe than older players who are kinda of set in their ways. And and I think the younger core of Chelsea squad, that's what's most exciting with Pochettino for me. I definitely just go and read uh Matt Law's piece. Um also, as I keep on saying, read the book. But also you know, I think the coach's voice have done some really good pieces in terms of his tactical kind of profile and set up. Um, if you are interested more in that side, I did reference this a few weeks back. London is blue pod. Um, Sam, CFC Central, did a great breakdown on Pochettino's career from a tactical point of view as well. That I de- And also looking at Chelsea's current squad and who could thrive, who maybe won't thrive. Definitely, just go and listen to that. And there will be more, I'm sure, as as Pochettino is announced. I think Jack Pickbrook, that I will link in the description box below, did a piece uh, for the Athletic. He kind of Tottenham correspondent there, so obviously experienced a lot of Pochettino at, at White Hart Lane, and and was kind of speaking about how Chelsea really need to buy into Pochettino's methods. So there's a lot to to kind of dive into and delve into and kind of think about. But I I do think this is a very very exciting addition. Um, And I'm just curious to see how certain players respond, how the squad looks come the first week of preseason. Is it as trimmed as we'd like it? And then also I think how that team reacts. I think there are going to be some decisions maybe surprise people as there is with a lot of coaches. I I think one of the big storylines that I think is going to develop for me and it could be, you know, shot down very quickly is Lukaku. How does Lukaku... Work maybe or doesn't work under Pochettino because I, I wonder if Chelsea are going to be as-, as quick to dis- discard of Lukaku and whether Pochettino, with the way at times he lo- wants to play direct to his strikers, could maybe see Lukaku in a different light to say Thomas Tuchel. But as we know, there are a lot of people who would like to see Lukaku nowhere near Stamford Bridge uh, anytime soon, other than of course maybe with a rival club. So those are my thoughts. Let me know yours in the comments below. I will be making the other part of that video the Pochettino rebuild where I'll be speaking about the players who Chelsea have to keep uh, after the sell one last week if you haven't checked out please go and do so we'll be doing more content I probably will be doing a collab soon or two to kind of discuss this news and discuss what Pochettino coming in means for Chelsea means for our future next season all of that good stuff uh, let me know your thoughts in the comments below you can follow me on Twitter at Son Chelsea and I will see you again very soon all the best <laughs> Podcast Network.